Got dreams of being a professional podcaster, but have no idea what you're doing? This is impossible. That's about to change. A new kind of school. Welcome to the Pod School Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Today I'm going to be talking all about how to make a great podcast, and by great I also mean successful. And what a fitting point to actually give a little plug to my online podcasting course, Pod School, which is currently open for enrolments, where I am very laser focused on the idea of helping you to make a podcast that is actually actually a success and that sounds good and that people want to listen to because unfortunately, while nobody really sets out to make a dud one, geez, there are a lot of ones out there that aren't that great. And more often than not, it's because the podcasters that have created these shows haven't really thought about some of the things that I'm going to talk about in the episode today. There is, of course, no magical formula. I mean, you can't just add this, add that, and then expect it to be a success. But there are some things that you can do to make sure that your show is designed for an audience, not just designed as a bit of a vehicle for your ego, because those shows tend to fade out fairly quickly because unsurprisingly, nobody wants to listen to somebody barking into a microphone just because they want people to listen to them. So what are the things that you need to think about if you want to have a successful show? The first is that you need to be listener first. You need to really think about who your ideal listener is and design your content for them. I took a lot about this on this show, this is really the essence of creating a great podcast. And not thinking about this is a mistake a lot of podcasters make, but it's also a mistake I see a lot of brands make. So I've worked with a lot of brands creating branded podcasts, and it is often the biggest and longest, most frustrating point of discussion I have getting them to a point where we're actually trying to create a show that appeals to an audience and that is listener-driven rather than just shoving a message that they want to shove down people's throats. So it's very important that you think about who your audience is and you put every single content decision, every single format decision, every decision about your show and how to promote it and get it out into people's ears through the lens of what would this person, my ideal listener want. If you are thinking about that, you will make very, very different decisions than if you are thinking about what you want. And more often than not, you are not your audience. This is particularly the case with brands. And it is essential that you think about what the person who's putting the podcast in their ears wants to listen to, not what you want to tell them, because that will really make a difference. And people want to turn up to a show that feels like it was designed specifically for them. And the only way you're going to do that is if you actually think about them and think about what they might want. So that's really the base of everything. If you want to create a successful podcast, it's essential you think about the people that are turning up and putting it into their ears. When you think about your ideal listener, you also want to think about a niche for your show. You, If you have been researching podcasting for a while, this word is thrown around a lot. It's a little counterintuitive. Sometimes I have a full episode around choosing your podcast niche that you can scroll back and find. But it can be counterintuitive because a lot of new podcasters think, well, I just want to appeal to everyone. I want everybody to listen to my show. But unfortunately, as the saying goes, if you try and appeal to everyone, you'll end up appealing to no one. You need a really easy to define concept if you want new people who don't know you as a performer or a podcaster to listen to your show. If you are Joe Bloggs and your show is a podcast about stuff and things that I want to talk about, if I don't know who you are, I'm not going to be interested in listening to that. If you give me a 
really easy to get concept and I think, oh, that's for me, then I am going to listen to that show. The exception to this rule is if you already have an existing brand or a name, because for example, if Lady Gaga does the Lady Gaga podcast where Lady Gaga talks about whatever Lady Gaga wants to talk about, then she can appeal to whoever she wants because really the niche is Lady Gaga. But if you are just starting out, you need to make sure that you have a definable concept, not only so that you can explain to new people what your show is about, but also so you can stand out from existing shows in a very, very overcrowded marketplace. So you want to make sure that you have a concept that is really easy to get. The third thing is something that really separates the men from the boys and is a big reason why most podcasts pod fade into oblivion. And that is that you have to deliver content consistently. If you say to your audience, I'm going to be here every week on a Friday, then you need to turn up because it's only going to take a few Fridays of you not being in someone's ears before they go, oh, stuff this. I'm not going to check the show anymore. If you expect people to turn up to your show, you also have to turn up for them. So no shows have ever become blisteringly successful because they've turned up every now and then. Those are the kind of shows that people just get bored of because they can't rely on them and they're not going to get consistent content from them. So you need to deliver your show week in, week out. That doesn't mean that you have to do a weekly show in perpetuity until the day that you die. You can actually set up your show to be delivered in seasons, which can be a much easier way to actually deliver your content and to manage it behind the scenes. So that can help you batch record and get ahead of yourself so that you've got a bunch of episodes that can roll out and then you can take a break and plan the next season of episodes and roll them out in a batch as well. So there are ways to do it smartly so you're not killing yourself because actually doing a weekly show is a heck of a lot of work and that's a real surprise for people when they actually jump in the deep end of podcasting and think, oh, I don't just sit behind the microphone for 30 minutes and that's it. No, you don't. So make sure that you know what you're getting into because if you're going to start to deliver content, you need to do it consistently to really build an audience and to build a connection with people because they start to rely on you and rely on your content and they want to hear more of it. So that is really important, delivering your content consistently, which is a bit of a bummer for people who are just like, I just want to do it when I feel like it. I mean, that's fine, but it'll be a hobby. (laughs) It won't be much of a success. The next thing is audio quality. For the love of God, do not make a show that sounds like crap. There is absolutely no excuse for it anymore because the tech is so readily available. It is so affordable. And really, all you have to do, you don't have to have a fancy setup in your house. You could do exactly what I'm doing right now because I'm in a space where I don't have a recording studio. I have got three pillows off my bed and my face is shoved in the middle of them. You just can't compete when there are so many shows out there and they sound so great. Nobody is going to listen to your echoey audio recorded in your kitchen while your partner clinks around cleaning the dishes. You have to have respect for the time that your audience is giving you and really give them the best quality audio possible because nobody is going to stick around. You don't want to give your audience any reason to go somewhere else. And with so much competition out there, so many great shows, people can be really fickle and bad audio is annoying to listen to. And people don't want to be annoyed when they're putting a podcast into their ears. So think about your audio quality. That is essential if you want to be a successful show. You also want to make sure that you get the chemistry right. Chemistry is such an important part of podcasting. And really the holy grail for any show is when you have listeners that say, I feel like I know you. I feel like you're a friend. I feel like I want to have a beer with you. I feel like I want to go to your house and hang out and you know spend time together. And that is only possible if you have chemistry with your audience or with your co-host. So 
Obviously, if you're presenting a show solo, you can be like, who am I supposed to have chemistry with? I'm talking to a wall. But you're supposed to have chemistry with your audience. And that really comes down to how you're presenting your show. Are you connecting with your audience? Are you thinking about them individually and talking to them one by one? Are you presenting in a way that's engaging so that they feel like they're just sitting down listening to you have a chat with them? If you have a co-host, of course, the chemistry between you and them can really lift a show and it can be the thing that people actually tune into. So chemistry is one of those things that really makes people buy into the show and feel a part of that community. And that's also what makes people want to buy your merchandise or turn up to your live events or donate to your show via Patreon. Those are the kind of things that you end up cashing in on later. And I don't mean that just in a monetary way, but that's really the power of your show. And the way that you build that is by really having a great chemistry with whoever is involved on the show. And that includes the person listening. You also want to think creatively about how you're delivering your content. Back when podcasting started, everybody thought that the only way to podcast was for two people to sit in front of a microphone and just talk at length until they ran out of things to say about an hour later. But that is certainly not the case anymore. And one of the things I think it's a crime not to do is to think more creatively about how you can deliver your content when there are zero rules. The sky is absolutely the limit in terms of what you can do. You have all of this space and you can deliver your content in whichever way you think your audience would best like to consume it. So if that is sitting down and just chatting for 45 minutes, then there's nothing wrong with that at all. If it is just having a standard interview, that's totally fine. But if it's not, how else could you deliver it that would be really creative and engaging for an audience? Ultimately, this comes back again to the idea of thinking about your audience, what would be best for them, and then just making all your content and format decisions through that lens. Next, of course, this is important. You got to promote the crap out of it. Ain't nobody going to come to your podcast if you don't tell people it exists. And this can take up, oh, holy heck, a lot of time, a lot more time than you think. You could really, I mean, promote until your heart's content. It could be another five full-time jobs on top of the time you have already dedicated to your podcast. But you want to make sure that you're shipping it out in as many places as possible. And that means talking about it more than just the day or the week that it actually drops. If your content is evergreen, and by that I mean it doesn't date, then you can share that episode, all of your episodes in your back catalogue just every week for the rest of time if you wanted to. There are some platforms like Twitter where you can share kind of multiple times a week and most people aren't going to see every single one of your tweets on platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They're a little less forgiving with higher frequency posting, but certainly don't post about something once and never speak about it again. Even if you're doing topical content, which is of the moment, so you couldn't necessarily be um, spooking about it sort of three weeks after the fact, you can still share that multiple times in the week that it is released because chances are it might be five times that you've shared it before somebody actually sees it. So don't be afraid to really toot your own horn so that you can get as many eyes and ears on your show. And then the final thing to make a great podcast is just to put your audience at ease. By that I mean you really need to be in control and that comes down to practicing so that you are confident behind the microphone. It's also about being prepared so that you're walking into an interview with a guest really knowing where you're going so that they don't have to feel nervous for the fact that you don't seem to know um, what question to ask next. You never want your audience to be listening thinking, 
I think I'm working out where this is going at the same time as the host is, because that can be a really awkward thing to listen to and people just won't stick around for something that's awkward. You want people to feel really relaxed when they listen to your show and to do that, you have to sound in control and comfortable. So making sure that you are properly prepped, that you practice a lot, that you really get comfortable behind the microphone so that they feel like they're in safe hands when they're listening to your show is really important. There you go. A few little tips about how to make sure that you create a great podcast, a successful podcast, a podcast that is not shite because there are enough of them out there. And as I mentioned at the top, if you would like a little help doing that, then please come and check out my online podcasting course, PodSchool. You can find all the details at podschool.com.au. Enrollments are open right now for a limited time, and I would love to be the person that helps you get your podcast off the ground. I'll see you next week, and until then, happy podcasting. That's all for today. 